0: The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information is done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only.
2: I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul, from the COO. I am Chris, aka
3: Lucas, Chris, the Chief Technical Officer. My name
0: is Zach. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer, better known as the When Marketing Officer, because it never gets done, right? Oh, okay. okay. okay.
2: Our long show, we will talk about affinity, crypto in general, e blockchain technology, technology uh and just talk about anything whatever the hell we feel like talking about get to know us at a little more personal level gambling nonsense is
3: there cursing rules <laughs> or anything no
2: you say whatever the fuck you want i think they'd be more worried if you didn't curse <laughs> love these guys
3: Show me, the Show me the
2: money. what's going on everybody and good morning and welcome to affinity protocol on your sunday morning sunday evening afternoon wherever you may be in the world we're here once again happy to be here uh episode number question mark cuz we don't actually know I, I do um not off the top of my head I think it's like 17 18 we uh, don't actually know <laughs> I could find out in a second but uh we are live here on uh net and also on Twitch now uh thanks you oh, no, no. you you always start
0: at the top at the beginning of the year you start at the top
2: so this is number uh, 3 what yeah Oh, man, I get what you're saying, but overall, I know Paul was trying to uh, get across the amount of total podcasts that we have done since we decided oh, okay. to... Uh, yeah. I was just trying to prove that we can't count to save our lives. <laughs> I'll just keep track. But I do, I do number great. them. I do number them. So, uh, yeah, we are on 21. 29. This is actually... Show number twenty-one.
0: There you go. And I do. I only know that because I number them for the twenty-one. somewhere on three. So we're three for the year.
3: We can kind of count. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> all right. That's perfect. That's perfect. So yeah. Welcome everybody. Thanks for thanks for tuning in again. Um, as you heard, obviously Paul's here, Zach's here, Chris is here. We all here doing our thing. Uh, Zach's been up since five a.m. He tells me crazy. Yep. That's
0: because I got a cat. If anybody got a cat... Okay, so look. Quick side story. Before we get anything. So, my cat is probably the most dog-like cat you'll ever meet in your life. My dog... I know, yeah, see? My dog. My cat will play... F- seriously. No, no, no. da. So, my cat will play fetch with you. He'll sleep right on your legs. No problem. If you move, he'll just readjust and he'll sleep right at your legs. Um, he, like... When he wants food and shit, he'll just come and talk to you. Like, seriously. Like, or he'll hit his bowl. Like, this is a... Cat reincarnated from a dog. Like, it's kind of fucked up. He, he'll play fetch for hours. You just throw his toy for him and he'll go and grab it and bring it right back to you. And if he wants to play with you, he'll drop his toy at your feet and he'll hit it at you with his paw. It's it's wild. And then, I, so at night though, imagine if you just slept with like a 10-pound rock between your legs, weighing down your blankets, and just being a, a massive inconvenience every single night. That's what I fucking deal with. This cat is just a brick. And he doesn't move. He sleeps all fucking night, no matter if I, I... I say kick him, but I don't mean actually kick him, you know? Like, I move my leg <laughs> and I'll hit him or something. And, and he doesn't fucking... He'll just he just sit there. So, um, he doesn't do it to, you know, the other half or anything. He literally only sleeps with me right between my legs every single night. Um, it's Don't get me wrong. It's kind of cute, but I don't sleep because of it. And I got the baby coming, too, so that doesn't fucking matter.
2: Kind of sounds like a dog,
3: yeah? It, it, dude, he is a dog. It's crazy. And it sounds sound like he's sleeping like a champ. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, side note, um, I don't know if you noticed that you have the game capture thing up on uh, Twitch. No, sure. No, I did, not. I did, but I didn't. <laughs> so, what's new today, gentlemen? What's going on this week? Um, I'm old. Yeah, don't play. Don't play like nothing's going on. We're just talking about it. Today cool. is, today's, uh, what? I think we got a couple championship games going on in the NFL. Correct. Uh, for those that may not know, I'm a 49ers fan and all of us are Eagles fan, So pretty excited about that game. It was at 3-3-30 today. So, uh, yeah. Looking forward to watching 49ers stop the shit out of the Eagles.
0: Also, Paul also let us know that it was scripted. It news yep. to me. Kind of
1: crazy.
3: It'll probably happen, you know. <laughs> Are you
1: guys throwing any money down? I do daily fantasies, so like pick,
0: pick lineups and shit on DraftKings and FanDuel. But I don't usually bet on money lines or anything like that. I always get fucked. Parlays, I get fucked. I don't. I don't do that shit. Yeah, I don't really. I've, I've had. I've had good luck with with fantasy lineups, like here or there. The most I've ever won is like five fifty. Um, nothing too crazy. Um uh, usually in a week I'll win like five or ten dollars, you know, nothing nothing to nothing to write home about, but it's fun.
2: Yeah, I'm not really uh a, a a betting man when it comes to uh putting up money. But um You'll bet on them shit coins though. <laughs> I seen that one coming a mile away. Damn man. Damn. Everybody's got to get their excitement some yeah, Dude ain't even they're... awake for an hour yet and he's getting slammed. <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, speaking of that, anybody notice that uh, now that things are starting to look a little bit better, uh, you are starting to see the, the shitcoin mentality come out and uh, you know, some of these quote-unquote influences coming back with the, you know, uh, buy this bullshit or hey, check this out, it's going parabolic, and you know, all this other crap that you that we were used to seeing about a year and a half ago. It's already starting oh, to yeah. come back. Oh, yeah, doesn't surprise me.
0: <clears throat> Mark is looking pretty fucking tit though. I tell you what, we broke through that 227 resistance pretty good. Fucking BB yeah. is holding strong at 318,
3: back above all this resistance. is this is the time where you're going to start seeing some volume and then it's just going to be whether or not it holds, goes up or comes right back down because you got movement and people are saying, oh, "I'm taking some profit while I can" and it dips or other people see money getting thrown in and they say, "I'm in too" and it fucking moons.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. The uh like like Zach was saying with the uh, the resistance. I mean, you you're obviously going to see you know some some deflection off of off of resistance um you know, and that what twenty three five right now i think uh I think we're looking at about twenty four or five as uh, as the next one, and then from there it seems to be pretty clear to about thirty um so if, if things play out going by technicals uh those are the milestones that you're kind of looking at with Bitcoin. I just brought Bitcoin up um I did see,
0: I did fix this from last time, the whole monitor thing. Yeah, see, we got... A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is stuff I've had mapped out for a while now. Um, and I, I just wholeheartedly think that we're finally... I mean, this was huge resistance to this 21, 22 area. Yeah. All through here. Huge resistance. We finally got above that. Um, I think we, we had some more at this 22 where we topped over here. We are sitting nicely above that, but and then i had this on bnb which we literally bounced off of uh earlier today so we might have broke resistance on bnb as well
2: what's the next level on uh on bnb on the chart what's that i got 332 332 yeah right now yeah 3 yeah 317 was the
0: resistance back in november November ish is where we had resistance and then beyond that anywhere between three thirty all the way up to three sixty
2: ish. Yeah, and what you want to look for, those of you that can't see the chart or, or um uh, not familiar too familiar with uh, hmm. with technicals, when you when you're looking at charts dealing with uh particularly stock market and uh you know Bitcoin and some of these uh bigger we refer to as, as blue chips is when they're, they're breaking to the, uh, the positive, trying to get through resistance and stuff. You want to look for that with some volume. Uh, so when when things pop above something, like if we're talking about 24.5 or whatever as another point, um, if it just kind of goes above it with low to standard volume, uh, it's not technically a breakout above resistance. You want to kind of be a little leery of that uh, when it comes to any any te- technical or chart trading obviously nothing is an exact science but that is uh, something you want to look for if you're doing anything with technical trading or chart trading Is you want to make sure that there's volume with breakouts above resistance level otherwise um, you may not want to trust it agreed Agreed.
0: Um, oh I just moved one of my fucking supports oh well um, and this is a, a good example, at least that I like to use personally, is uh, the moving average and the exponential moving average. Yep. Typically, when the moving average crosses over the exponential, usually means it's a bullish indicator. And there was volume with it as well for anybody who is watching, right? You got a volume. By looking at the MACD, you can see there's a rise of volume, the MACD while we broke over. So this was a, a bullish run. So we'll see if we can get the same thing again. It looks like we're starting to get a flow of volume again. Get flow volume about this push, probably push to the 350 area for BNB, roughly yep. anywhere between 330 and 360.
2: Yeah, don't don't be surprised if we get some uh, some sideways consolidation. Normally, after you have some sort of upward movement like that, breaking a resistance or whatever, you might trade in the channel, you know, and and have some consolidation periods again, and then have another move, hopefully, back north and not south.
0: Yeah, I was. I can even say where I was wrong looking at this. So when we sat when we were at this peak right here, I actually mapped when we got blown out on the RSI and the MACD. I was like, okay, I actually thought we were going to come back down to this nineteen area. I had mapped this out that day, thinking that we were going to pull back to here and then run. Uh, but the pullback was way less than that. I mean, granted, it did hit support at like twenty, right around the twenty area, and then ran. Yeah. Um I really didn't think that was enough of a pullback. And I think we might get a dip here. Everything looks pretty blown out to me, but we'll see.
2: We'll see, man. Well, there
1: may be a factor that affects it. uh, Possibly taking a dip.
2: Well, you think the market, you think the markets are going to react to the Eagles losing today? (laughs) Damn. Damn. but
1: because the mass amount of uh, tech layoffs that have been recently happening.
2: Yeah, that's true. That could, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at, um at some of the, the history on that, but that actually potentially could have a positive effect, believe it or not, because the way the market sometimes react to that, because the news has been out. Right, and and I'm assuming where you're going with this is like the the Google light Oh, is it Google who, who lit off?
1: Well, this, so Google's the most yeah. recent. But yeah. I, I have a chart of basically all the companies that recently laid them off, just to name a few: Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Twitter, DoorDash,
2: Kraken, which is which is a centralized exchange, just to name a few. Yeah, and and. And I'll let you get back into you know why and, and, and all that stuff uh, in a second. But the way it it could potentially be looked at as positive, because that news has already obviously been out, right? So if it was going to be some crazy uh, you know driver to pull the markets down or, or are people are going to react negative to it, they probably already would have. Uh, but when you coincide that with what their earnings are, which I have no idea with any of those companies reported for earnings last quarter – um, or projected for this this quarter coming up. Uh, but it could be looked at as positive only in the sense that it, it's, it correlates to saving money. So, yes, it sucks for those people and, and not to remove that piece out of it. But when the markets, unfortunately, don't care about people, they don't. They care about earnings. They care about money and money flow. Uh, so if the companies themselves are going to save money and they're continuing to make money based on that, uh, it could be positive news, and it could actually be a positive indicator for the markets. The downside to that would be if that correlates and could coincides with the overall job market reporting. So if if it's showing that uh, a lot of people are, are out of work, uh, not just in the tech sector, that could be looked at as negative. Plus, lastly, when you're looking at inflation, uh, a good indicator that inflation is going to at least be curbed or starting to come to an end of, uh, actually is when the job reports are kind of negative, when there's more layoffs than hires because that means people are going to start tightening up and spending less, which helps to curb inflation. It mm, makes sense. Still sucks, but yeah, it does. Um, but do you have any more information? Cause again, I've been following it lightly, like at a really high level. Do you have any more information as to like, did they say why or what's going on there with those layoffs?
1: Um, well, I looked through a few, some of them were just, they we weren't making as much money. Like for example, I pulled up Google's estimate earning report for next quarter. Uh, current quarter, it was 1.21 next quarter is slightly downtrend, but it's 1. uh 1.18 for example. Yep. um, yeah. There's a, but there's another uh, factor that uh, is heavily affected by layoffs, and that's security. Yeah. So, like for example, Twitter. I'm not saying that correlated, but it, there's a high, like, reasoning uh, for it. Um, after Twitter laid off all those employees, there was a security breach following that as well. Um, and it's not just outside actors but insider threats people who are upset people who are who who don't who are not uh, taking it like uh taking it like a normal person would but leaking data and stuff like that taking code with um yeah
2: yeah and and that's that's a good point chris too because i read um when the google layoffs were happening A lot of people are saying that they just lost access to all their stuff. Like they went to get up in the morning. They had no access to their accounts. And that's how they kind of found out they got, they had no access. And then they, they started receiving emails or whatever about layoffs. Now trying to remain, you know, empathetic on that. I can understand how, how shocking and how much that would suck. Right. To have to go through that. But, when you talk about insider threats, I mean, it's exactly that. There's so many people working from home right now that it's not like when you're in the office and they lay you off on a Friday or whatever, and they take your you know laptop from you or they take your credentials and then have that exit meeting. Um, it's much more difficult to, to really cut people off and make sure that they're not stealing that data or, or creating backdoors or anything uh, in that layoff process when they're working from home and they, you don't have that oversight. So I get what happened from a company standpoint in protecting intellectual property and and security. Uh, It does suck for those because I'm sure 99.9% of those people would have no intention of doing that. But because of that 0.1%, that's the way it's got to go down. So it is.
0: Yes. I mean, like my, Obviously, yes, I, I want to, like you said, I want to be a little empathetic. I mean, it sucks just waking up one day and your job is gone. Like, uh, I've been in a position basically like that when COVID happened. Yep. Um, and uh, But in, in this area, right, I, I know we, we didn't go really go over their financials, but if their financials show that they are underwater, if you look at the work lifestyle within Google, it's very, very eccentric. Right, like yeah. seeing some of the videos of these people who go to work. Like, all right, I'm gonna go get my fucking five star coffee and then sit down at this, yeah. you know, fucking palatial estate type building to to do my work. And then I'm gonna go to the gym. And then I'm gonna go do water therapy. And then I'm gonna go back and do work a little bit more. And then I'm gonna go to the gym. Like, you know, like yeah. all these extra. Wait, 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 like
3: wait, wait, wait. They get water therapy. <laughs> Bro, so we, brother, about hey, there, like, hey, right. hey, Zach Lil Chris, hey, later, later, late <laughs> late, we're gonna talk about some unionizing here,
0: all right?
3: <laughs> man's question, man, 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 some water. I don't even know what that is, but I want it. Not for real. But like,
0: I just think that they, just provided too much. Like I understand wanting to have a, a very uplifting work environment and to be forward progressive and all that fun shit. Cool. Um, but there becomes a point in which that you're just like anybody else extending beyond your means. Um, and that's to me, at least what it looked like to me is that they were extending well beyond their means Um, with what they're offering employees, which if yeah. you're sustaining can be good, but in their means, I think it did not.
3: Well, and it it all can come back to, like, revenue streams as well, right? Like, take any any defense contractor, because, like, we've all worked for defense contractors before, right? You have a defense contractor that pays employees well, is earning contracts, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's always, you know, capitalist competition in there. Somebody's going to do it at a lower price. doesn't matter if the quality of the work is is as good or, you know, not as good, whatever it may be. If the government wants to go with a cheaper option, they go with the cheaper option. So... That oh, yeah. that company, if they want to remain afloat, they have to do whatever they need to do to be m- more competitive to win that revenue stream. And if that means that, you know, you temporarily go through a layoff portion and then, you know, you start winning more contracts. And now you need more people and you go on a, a hiring spree just to, you know, five years later, repeat the cycle and do another round of layoffs. Like it is what it is, but that's how you adjust your revenue stream.
0: Yeah. I mean, coming from a deep sales background, as most of you guys know, and I know Chris would understand this too, is um, if your numbers aren't good come the winter, then you're gone. Like, that's literally yeah. it. Like Cutthroat does not fucking matter. If your numbers suck by the winter, you're not going to sustain. I hope you can come back in the springtime. That's literally it. They're going to leave one to two people in the wintertime. I know, again, this, this situation is a little bit different, but just looking at the other around the whole workforce in general, if you are not up to standard, then you're going to be let go. They'll keep you for the busy time, and then you're gone. It's just yep. as simple as that.
2: Yeah, and I think what happened with with tech, right, in the early 2000s, maybe into 2000, you know, ten decade timeframe, where where everything was really blowing up, uh, as far as the big companies with uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google, um, it, it kind of got out of hand, right? There's that that balancing act between you know taking care of your employees but also getting the productivity you need to sustain and get the value out of the money you're spending on the employees and i think that's kind of where where especially google got over their head with it was uh they had all those amenities and all these ways of taking care of employees which is great cuz you want to take care of people and the, and the and the the ideology behind it is the more you take care of your employees the more productive they're going to be now that is true when you have people that are already in that frame of mind, but when yes. you have freeloaders or, or people that are, are, you know, quote unquote, lazy already, um, now you're just perpetuating that mindset and they're going to take advantage of it. So my guess would be that there's probably a large portion of Google employees that have evolved over the last decade or so that just, kind of fell into that curve and now well, they got it also, but that also creates like a
3: <clears throat> like a mental reset so it's like a work ethic reset whatever you want to call it right because people get so comfortable do being there you have like the ogs that busted their ass to get where it is then yeah. they see you know college grad with no experience coming in that doesn't that does maybe a quarter of the work that they did to get where they are getting the same pay and benefits. And they say, well, you know what? I'm not going to work as hard now either. So now you have, instead of having, you know, like a, a medium percentage of the workforce that doesn't really actually contribute to a bunch of the productivity, you have a, it swings the other way where a majority of your employees are not contributing to the productivity and you have to to trim the fat. And it's mentally for the people that get to stay. It's, it's OS, you know, Hey, I get to keep my job and benefits, but at the same time, like it's, it's time to buckle up and, and fucking work. Or the other end, everyone just leaves and the company goes under. Yeah. That sounds personal, Paul. <laughs> What's that? that sounds personal.
1: <laughs> nah, I mean,
3: I worked for a few companies in my day. Well, <laughs> very one specific. Yeah, yeah. There's and 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 you know what? After after some stuff happened, they ended up losing a contract. So you know, yep. That's that's how it happens. Because they they hired to to fit on paper what they thought they needed and sometimes on paper it just doesn't work out practically so
2: they shot themselves in the foot sucks to be them Damn, man. And, yeah man yeah absolutely right too because um uh, you know when when you look deep dive you know do a deep dive into the companies that we're talking about and, and their employees and all that and and don't get me wrong i'm a firm believer of <laughs> uh, employee first right you know there's there's that mindset of of customer first I, I'm a believer in employee first, because if your employees are happy and they're doing their job, your customers are going to get taken care of. So you gotta got to take care of your employees, careful. but your employees have to do their job. They have to be productive. So if you look at what's going on to try to correlate this back to uh, what we're here for in the crypto market, you look at some of uh, these companies, namely the, the, the larger central exchanges or, or centralized uh, chains or whatever is going on. Um, and some of the issues and problems they had was, in my opinion, due to lack of uh, productivity, lack of holding people accountable, daisical mindsets and just figuring, well, the money's pouring in. It's just going to keep coming in. Right. Like what we've seen with the tech boom uh, in the 90s. Right. It's just, oh, it's just happening. It's just going to keep going. That's just how things go. Uh, crypto there's is, no ceiling is, yeah it's exactly. just gonna go forever yeah you know blockchain technology is is the the new uh you know thing that's going to take us into the next generation which you know is going to be a big piece of it but at the same time nothing is easy nothing lasts forever you, you gotta at some point say we gotta take this much more serious and prepare for what just happened the last year with this bear market and nobody i won't say nobody but there was companies that were not prepared. Their employees were not prepared. They weren't taking it serious. They they had lack of experience, lack of knowledge. And you see it in the token world as well. Uh, people launching new projects, tokens, companies all the time with little to no experience, uh, just figuring, well, if I launch this token or if I launch this, I'm going to keep part of the money and do whatever I need to do. And it's just going to work. It's just going to work because that's how it works no that ain't how it works um and and you know i don't know <laughs> yeah this is a topic we could go on forever
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah exactly yeah so how's that your, your car going you bought it used right yeah uh how was the how was the price uh i got it for i was at 65 65 no, overpriced or underpriced uh,
0: I was honestly right on the money. It was a 2014 with only 80000 on it, so I couldn't
1: fish. Uh, not bad. The reason why I bring it up is because uh, there's a market that people don't really talk about unless you're uh, shopping around, and that's the used car market. It's been heavily, heavily inflated. I also got my car a year ago, mind you. Well, it's by, been inflated since the pandemic. Dragon, okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, old man can tell you about his woes trying to find
2: a car for his daughter. Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll give you a little insight to that. And I know Chris, you want to talk a little bit more about some other stuff with this, but uh, yeah, so because of the this is where it started it was the pandemic with the supply chains and all that, and you know we all, we all know that cars these days heavily rely on computers and there was a chip shortage and everything else, so they weren't really producing them, and it, unfortunately. About midway through, uh, the engine died in uh, in the car that I, I I had paid off car, and I gave it to my daughter, and uh, the engine blew about a year or so, year and a half later. So did went, the engine blow, or did she drive it into the ground? Uh, you know, I'm thinking it was a combination <laughs> of two. That car was never really that great to me. Uh, I had it in okay, the shop okay. a lot. There was a couple things they couldn't figure out what's going on with it. This is why I just gave it to her for free. I said, you know what, it's your first car, just... Try to take care of it best you can, but it's, you know, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, So we went to go look for a car after that died and there was nothing. Like, I've never experienced going onto a car lot and having the salespeople just leave you the hell alone because they didn't have any inventory. They're like, why am I even going to bother talking to you? I have nothing to sell you anyway. So it was crazy. I'd go onto these car lots and I'd have to go looking. I'm searching for somebody. I'm like, where the hell is everybody? They're all inside hanging out and I'm like, Hey, can, uh, can anybody help me out? This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking, we need something. And they're like, yes, yeah, sorry, We don't, we don't, we just don't have anything. And, uh, and the reason, reason I, I even bring that up is because normally you would say, Oh, well, go get a used car. That's where you're going to save the most money, right? You can, you can get the best deeper discounts on used cars. Uh, the price is usually lower anyway. Cause somebody else took that, that initial loss on the value. But as we're looking at used cars, they're all priced like the same price as new cars. I remember looking specifically at like, um, uh, like a, a Corolla, right? Like I have, I was like, let's go look for a low end LE Corolla or something. And the price on a used Corolla that was like two years old was the same price as a brand new one because you could not get your hands on a brand new one. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not paying that. So luckily, long story short, we ended up uh, connecting with uh, the, the some of the people at a garage. I've been going to the same garage for years and years now. They happened to acquire um, a Honda Civic that was in really good shape that they went through. And they gave me a really good deal on it uh, and sold it to us for about six grand. And that's what she's driving.
1: Noise. Yeah. Um, well, in 2023 now, uh, since that whole chip shortage and um, all the other part shortage is basically resolved, the new car inventory has actually skyrocketed. So there's that. So that means the used car process, uh, market has starting to dwindle. So anybody who's like looking for used cars and whatnot, it might be a lot easier to find a you know, cheaper car for the price point you're looking for. And then there's also big companies like CarGuru and Carvana, which also contribute into the used car market being extremely expensive because they would basically mark up their car uh, to a new price, you know, to make profit, just like any business would. But now those two businesses have actually started to, the stock has started to plummet.
3: Didn't Carvana, like, say that they might be, like, facing bankruptcy or something like that? Yep. Really? Wild. Yeah.
2: I thought I'd remember seeing that. That's crazy. It was to me it's nuts to see the how quickly that, you know, buy a car from home thing evolved. Like I knew it was coming, but the amount of companies that stood up doing that was was crazy. Happened fast. But
1: here's a problem though. Well, I think that will be it will be a problem is that if people start purchasing used cars a lot and then the new car market is basically explodes, that only, that's only going to leave new cars. So they're going to up price the new cars for even higher.
2: Oh, true. But new cars become used cars. So it'll it'll all be a cycle. But if there's a point where there's
1: more, like where the ratio is off, where there's exponentially more new
2: cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it depends too, because you go by you know supply and demand. So if the supply is high on new cars, then the prices will actually come down. That's what I want to see. I'm trying to get that truck, kid. Because right now, yeah, you you go to buy a, a a new car. Like I was saying, with used cars, you could typically get a deeper discount. And this is pre pre COVID. Uh, but with new cars, it was the same. You can negotiate. There's no negotiation right now. It's almost like the housing market where. They're marking cars up. You know, you go to buy a new car or something and the, the, the shortage was so bad that there was no negotiating on the sticker. Yeah. And Ford dealerships actually started getting in trouble for something
3: like that. I, I thought I remembered um, uh, there being like an article about how like Ford corporate was going to talk about being like, we're going to go dealership list because these dealers are are marking up these and like putting BS charges on some of these vehicles.
2: I don't know how true it was. Yeah, they were. Um like I said, I remember going shopping for the cars and I was I was looking at that. You compare them, right? To one deal and online, you can find any all the information out you want. You can search all the cars, you know, across the the damn state, across the country, and I would look at dealerships that were in my same area, like all within five, ten miles. And, you know, you look at the the for example, you look at Toyota's website and you say, okay, what should a brand new whatever sell for on Toyota's website. And then you can go look at these dealerships in the local area and the prices would be different by thousands of dollars in in some cases just marking the shit up
3: Mm because they knew they
2: could. Yeah, they get away with it. Why not? Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So, you know, hopefully this is, this is what we're all here for. We're all here to, uh, you know, try to do something with the economy, you know, on, on our level, you know, we've, we've dealt with for a long, for a long, long time. And, and it seems to just be getting progressively worse with debt ceilings and, uh, you know, and everything else that the, the government's doing with printing money and, and, you know, sending money all over the globe. And no matter how you feel about it, it's, that's the reality, uh, whether you think it's it's a good idea or a bad idea, um, is irrelevant when it comes to the financial state of our country. Uh, we are sending money places. We are spending ridiculous amounts of money on things that are, are not necessarily needed or, you know, uh, inflated prices. Uh, all of us come from a defense contractor background. Well, uh, the three of us anyway uh, come from a defense background. So we know and have seen firsthand the prices that the government will pay some, you know, third party or, or, or whatever it is uh, compared to what you would pay for something, and it's highly inflated. Uh, they're just pouring money into into places where they could be saving. It's um, you know, as you think.
1: They go for the lowest bidder, but it seems like they'd be going for the highest bidder.
2: Yeah, and even the lowest bidder, like, you know, perfect example, when when I used to work on aircraft, you go and order, like, you know, like screws you order like a bag of screws they can go pick up at Home Depot for you know six seven bucks it would be like eighty dollars uh, ordering it through the government uh, just crazy so <laughs> you ever seen a tub for two thousand dollars before <laughs> I mean, you mean like a Walmart tote no a tub like a bathtub yeah like a bathtub
3: for two thousand I, well, I don't I, know how much those normally cost, so I can't even... I mean, I, I might add, me but if I
2: did, I turned away real a barr- quick. A barracks bathtub at that. I mean, how do you know what they cost?
1: Uh, man, I've I seen a lot of, uh, what do you call it, those asset uh, sheets with the price Yeah. Yeah, they would give us uh, it when we checked in and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> don't destroy this tub, it's worth four. four. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, that was going to be a great joke, but never mind <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Off go where's me button is but you know and that's uh, you know going full circle here that's kind of what we're doing with uh you know why we're here and 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 trying to push uh blockchain and crypto forward is to hopefully uh curb some of that from the consumer level from you know the grassroots level um uh, since it's very difficult, I know we like to think it's, it's easy to, uh, you know, control the government, which we should be doing. Uh, I know we think on the surface, well, if we go out and vote and everything else, it's, it's easy to do. And, and don't get me wrong, continue to do your civic duties, no matter where you live, whatever your laws are, uh, participate in, in it to the fullest uh, and continue to do that. But there's more that needs to be done. And this is why we're here. This is what we're doing uh, in, in crypto and DeFi is is trying to give a little bit more control, a little bit more power back in our hands where it should lie uh, instead of relying on the government so much to do things that they haven't been able to do for decades. Uh, and I don't care where you live. Uh, you know, some are better or some are worse than others. But I, I'm hard-pressed to think of one country that has, a a functioning government that's efficient and truly works for the people um you know if anybody happens to know one please by all means bring it up but i'm 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 hard pressed to find one uh but you know we can only do what what's what we can do in our power and uh you know crypto and DeFi is the realm that we're in and and, you know we'll see what we can do to you know, to progress things over the next few years and into the decades going forward.
0: Right. Brock, Brock Purdy jerseys are about to go up, too. <laughs> yeah, I see
1: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I better get mine quick. Oh, uh,
0: shit, that's funny.
2: <laughs> yep. Damn. And we know you ain't getting one.
3: You ain't spending that much money on them.
0: Yeah, that's a true. Come on now. That's like $80, oh, 80, That's $80 like that. to
3: 100 He's going to ask for it for Christmas.
0: <laughs>
2: okay,
0: his wife get it for him.
2: <laughs> I got a cricket.
3: Uh, <laughs> he, he, gonna get, he gonna get the knockoff one where the last name isn't Purdy. It's actually spelled pretty. <laughs> <laughs> In like
2: Comic Sans MS font. Am I might. <laughs> nah, I had to get. The I, I, last jersey I bought was uh, I got my, my Debo Samuels jersey a couple oh. years ago. Nah, we all know your last interview about was Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt still? <laughs> I don't even watch uh, basketball, man. Man, it was an old joke. I know it was. I know where you're going with that, but still, I never ever in my, my entire life really like got in. I played it when I was much, much younger, but I never got into watching basketball. I've watched a lot of different sports. Basketball was one I could never get into. I I went through periods where I've watched hockey. I've watched, uh, uh, I actually watched golf for a period of time. Um, I didn't get really too much into soccer or football, wherever you want to call it. I'm going to call it soccer. A little bit, but I didn't really get into it that much, but I never got into basketball at all. Couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I love basketball. I fucking, I missed a really good game last night. The Celtics and Lakers. I always miss the good ones too. Every single time I watch out, it's either they get destroyed or they destroy. But the really good games, like I either go to bed early or just don't fucking watch them. And last night was good. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: controversial call. Well, not call.
0: I was not controversial. That homie got fouled. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a diehard Celtics fan, and LeBron got fucking fouled. I hate LeBron, and I could say that homie got fouled. <laughs> oh, that's all controversial LeBron. on the internet. 100%. not controversial on the internet. That homie got smacked. <laughs> oh, man. He had a right to be mad, especially going and losing, too. He had a right to be mad. That's for, for sure
2: yeah I guess one one reason I just can't get into it too is I don't know of any other sport Baseball is another one right I watched it for a little bit long 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 time ago, but i really can't I can't get into baseball but is there like be honest, is there another sport n f l comes close but not i don't think so, but that has more prima donnas in it than basketball soccer Probably yeah soccer yeah, yeah i guess yeah yeah okay. for sure. Yeah, I guess it's just not seen as much here in the states because it's not as popular and prevalent as other places in the world. But, but yeah, yeah. But soccer, soccer,
3: one million percent.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. But I would agree. Like, there's there's a lot of bitches in in the NBA. Yeah, (laughs) lack of a better term.
2: Every time I see anything on, you know, whether it's watching highlights on Sports Center or, or something on the internet or whatever, it's always somebody like, I don't know. Acting stupid.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh no, man! They're pretty prima donna in that WWE. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but they legitimately uh-huh.
1: acting. <laughs> <laughs> know, they may be acting, but some of those things, those hits, be hurting. I know that for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, look at oh, WWE.
2: WWE. Oh, he oh hell yeah, day, dude! Yeah, I mean you can't you can't act getting dropped on your back and all that. Like yeah, this still still some pain involved. But, you know, as far as the who's going to come out winning and, and, you know, blatant shots to the face and stuff like that don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh-huh. I was sad when I found out it was fake. Uh, it's still
1: interesting to watch because it's like, for me... I can know something's fake, but still gain entertainment out of it. Like you know those fake Facebook videos or Twitter videos that yeah. you obviously know they're fake. Yeah, I still you know might laugh or get entertainment out of it. Just yeah, I can separate the two.
2: Yeah, like football. Like I'm gonna watch that game today, knowing it's fake.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh, man, we can go on. We got a whole nother show based on that. We can talk a little bit about that. With the- NFL being scripted, but you know.
3: <laughs> we don't even need to, man. Trevor Lawrence got caught saying it.
2: <laughs> nah, I I you know, without getting too much into it, we only got 15 minutes left here, too. But I I I will say that my my feeling on that is that it's not fully like from day one. It's not like WWE where they're like calling like during the offseason, they're like, all right, now this game's going to win this. And then these, you know, this team's going to win. And we know, but I do wholeheartedly believe that as the season progresses, there is conversations that happen internally in the league between ownership and, and other people to mold certain events to happen, mold certain matchups to happen. Uh, and then as the season starts coming to a close, they look at markets. They look at stories. They look at ways uh, that they could potentially say, all right, well, we can make more money if we make give a better opportunity to have these things play out, which is why, I don't know if you know this or not, but every ref in the NFL is is under uh, an NDA and a gag order. They're not allowed to talk publicly about anything. That's why you never hear interviews with refs, nothing. They're not allowed to talk about anything publicly um, at all. And, you know, and I believe that that's one of the reasons why that there is there is certain things that happen to help push things along. Do I believe it's 100 percent scripted? Do I even believe it's 50 percent? No. But I do believe that 10 or 20 percent going down towards the end of the season uh, absolutely is played out.
1: You know, you would know this because you acted in it. It would be like the longest yard, but to the extreme.
3: oh Oh, my lord that's messed up man no but think about it that's why you see like
2: (laughs) these questionable calls at the refs you're like yo how come they let they let them smash on each other all game but now when it comes down to it and there's like this critical you know play or whatever now they're gonna call that that pass interference that was like Questionable.
1: You mean like the Patriots steelers game? That that damn foot was out.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, you yeah. know, we know they did that with the Patriots for years. Yeah. You know, because and again, that plays yeah. into it, right? With Tom Brady, he was he's such a popular player and his story was so good. They're making tons, tons of money off of playing into that. And and another thing that changed years and years ago was uh all merchandise now, all sales of merchandise is shared between the entire league. So I I think that's that's part of the problem is that it's become too in line with business,
3: right? Because you look at it, you think National Football League, right? Which is the title of it. That that doesn't when you say it at face value, that does not sound like a business. That sounds like a sports league. Like you would yeah. think that like me and you can go join some sort of amateur sport. Like if if we went and joined a bowling league. Right. There's no business associated with that other than like membership fees that is supposed to pay for like, you know, uniform jerseys, use of bowling alleys, crap like that. And I'm using it uh, bowling reference because Ray Ma's in here. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm giving him a, a silent shout out here. But uh, So. That's what you think of when you think of something like, hey, this is a sports league, but it's it's recently at least been a lot more than that, where it is now like because of how much money is thrown around here, it is run like a business. So it's hard to ignore, like you said, that there might be at least discussions about what is better for the business versus the sport. Next thing you know, Raymar's
1: gonna tell us that there's uh the
3: same thing, sponsored by Nike. Huge, con- huge conspiracy theories in the bowling world, guys. Don't believe it. They're shaking the pins when they're about to hit. <laughs> <They're not going. laughs> they they put more weight in the in the
2: bottom of the pin so it doesn't fall over. No, yes, yeah, since they started doing that merger stuff, because one of the arguments I used to hear was, well, why would other why would other teams go along with that? Right. Well, if I'm if I'm on the opposing end of that, if I'm one of the owners and they're like, all right, well, you know, it's a better story. And we think we can make more money if if whatever team loses, you're like, well, why would that why would that owner go along with that? Well, they're getting market share in all of the merchandise. I'm not sure about ticket sales and I don't want to misspeak on that, but there's a lot of things that are shared revenue between the entire league. So if they come up with uh, market analysis that says, hey, if we continue to let, and I'm going to pick on Tom Brady because I can't stand the guy. Uh, If this market analysis that says, if we continue to let this guy win and and let them continue to go to Super Bowls, uh, then we're going to make more money. Then why would they really care that much? Uh, They're going to put more money in their pockets. So just say, I'm not a real big, I'm not real big on conspiracy theories. I'm really not. Um, but here's but, the thing though
0: Is that <laughs> no one cares about the 49ers And no one cares about the Eagles So why would
2: they
3: You know not, damn. Well no not, because cause, cause there's a story right Because you have, you, you have uh, At least on the 49ers side You got third string QB in there Yep Of course there's a story there nah, That's no, that's, that's, no di- that's no different from the year The Eagles won the Super Bowl With Nick Foles stepping in after Carson Wentz uh, Took a knee injury or the Patriots with Tom Brady.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, got the whole, you know, Joe Burrow was lights out in in LSU. He came into the Bengals. He's doing okay. You know, there's a good story behind there as well, because he's one of the few quarterbacks that have got drafted, like first pick or even in the first round that actually, in a long time, that actually is doing something. (laughs) <laughs> there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have just been bums coming out of the first round. Uh not only that, but you know, a little history is I became a 49ers fan the last time the, the 49ers and the Bengals played in the Super Bowl, uh, which was the eighty eight season, eighty nine Super Bowl. Uh so to me, this is kind of exciting. I, I hope it I hope it ends up the same way, uh, Forty Niners Bengals. But, you know, there's there's a story. And and they gotta have a changing of the guards every once in a while. You can't just keep having the same Same people all the time so maybe that's kind of what I don't know again this goes down a rabbit hole of potential conspiracy theory that I don't want to necessarily dig into but I I have I have
1: my feelings it's gonna be interesting when uh, the NFL finally expands out to Europe
2: don't they have a hand in the European league
1: probably but I'm talking about like when they start bringing teams into the NFL yeah
2: I don't know, but then it won't be the National Football League. Be the global global football league,
1: because how are you the world champions of of
2: a sport that's only played in yeah, America? <laughs> well, well
1: <laughs> a league at least that's only in America.
2: Get out of here, Red Cowboys! I
1: mean,
3: story Cowboys are sitting at home right now. <laughs> baseball, baseball does the same thing. <laughs> and they even call their championship the World Series. I know. <laughs> yeah, the World Cup. <laughs>
2: World Series, yeah. I the only the only downside to that is, no, not the only, but one of the major downside is is because the uh, in the in the rest of the world they're not used to playing football, American football. So like, it's kind of unfair to have like, some of the well, teams over like, there playing.
1: There's actually a lot of countries that do play American football.
2: Oh yeah, but like, not I'm, to the level that we
1: have in the U S so I, I, I played some Japanese football players before
2: I feel like it would be like do you remember when when they first brought basketball into the Olympics
1: yeah it's gonna be like that No yeah, doubt. yeah. and the U S
2: team just went over there and just started blowing everybody out I know it's different yeah. now but like I feel like that's how it would be yeah it's gonna be like that
1: because people aren't they don't know the system yet yeah and then this is like a huge advantage. Like, you gotta think about some of these players that are coming from America, the size of size of them. Like take Vince Wilfork for example. Imagine that running at you. Yeah. <laughs> and your average country height is maybe like five eight, five well, five five, five six.
2: Yeah, that guy's that guy's crazy, man. He was athletic as hell too. For his size, he was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, really athletic
1: short story, his son, right? He played, uh, for Ziv- well, yeah, Zavarian, and he played, uh, Zavarian was playing my school. He came to watch his son. He was fuck like, I stood next to him, he was fucking massive. Man. Some- his son was trash, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Cowboys are a story. The Cowboys are a story every year that they finish 8-8 eight and eight and don't get anywhere. <laughs>
2: oh poor cowboys they're gonna need a new quarterback after the season he's gonna be gone
0: they need new everything they ran their running back into the fucking ground
1: and then they fucking
0: went and had their quarterback play before he was healthy Have a shitty ass coach that was washed up from green bay
2: yep Damn!
1: They sent Tom Brady over (laughs) there. I saw a video of uh,
0: someone took a video of Brady looking at private schools in Miami. Oh my god! He goes to the (laughs) Dolphins. That'd be classic. (laughs) That him and Tyreek would be nasty. That would be pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. That'd be a good matchup. He'd finally have someone that he could just fucking sling the ball down the field. Like, what do you
2: mean finally? He's like boss. 60 years what old, man. What do you mean finally? It
0: doesn't matter. He's had one to two years where he's actually had a group of weapons. Like, a group of weapons. Okay, across all years, let's say maybe like four or five. But out of
1: 20-something years, that's not a lot. I don't know. On the Patriots, he had Wes Wilker, he had Amadola, he had Edelman, Randy Moss. In a group. Oh. He's only he's only ever had,
0: at one time, usually one to two weapons. The and only time typical. that he had a group was 2008.
2: Name, was name another NFL team nah. that has a group of weapons like that. Like, that's not typical. It's usually one or two, right? You're lucky. Nah, nah, Come nah, on. nah, nah. nah.
0: The Bucs did it right. The Bucs got him fucking four wide receivers in the tight end. Uh the Chiefs have done it right. The Chiefs did it right before they got rid of Tyreek. They had Tyreek, Kelsey, fucking uh Hardman, uh, who else? I think they had Sammy Watkins too. But, yeah, but they that just, can only they last so
2: long because then they can't pay for it. Yes.
1: Yes. Let's not forget about Burkhead. Yeah. Burke was alright. And he then did for a couple years. And they had a bunch of running running uh running backs that played as wide receiver as well well they was not running backs that were like
0: nasty for a year or like had like one or two good games and then they would like get traded somewhere else and fall off yeah very consistently i don't understand it's kind of stupid they could never hold on to the running backs and then james white they held james
2: white for a while yeah yeah and I, and, and, and let me let me backtrack for me let me let me apologize to everybody out here. That's not a football fan or doesn't care about football, but we went off on a tangent. And, uh, again, we're going to talk about whatever we want. It's not our mind. It's football. At the end of the football season, we got Super Bowl coming up, NFC championships this week. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we are, we are getting close to closing out the show. So I do want to pull it back a little bit to, uh, to crypto and, and the markets and, and everything else uh, to kind of wrap this whole thing up. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is uh, with staking, right? Because I know some of you here, most of you here are listening and always want to try to get as much updates as possible, even though that's not really what we use the show for, is to, to run through massive updates. But I do want to give you some updates. Um, you know, staking is still in the works. Uh, hopefully a few more days. We got uh, some testing that we're still doing, some front-end work uh, to try to wrap things up. Actually, I got to I gotta talk to Zach about getting an image uh, right after this show, so I'm glad it reminded me about that. Uh, and uh, yeah so be on the lookout for that we still pushing forward for that everything else is, is still going forward still in development uh, of a lot of different things going to uh, open up some new development here soon after we close out staking and uh, you know we'll update you guys on everything come Affinity Friday next Friday uh, don't forget about that Affinity Friday is um, a little less than a week from now five days six days or so uh, yeah, yeah. So, anything else you guys want to uh, add in or 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 throw out there while we uh begin to wind down this week's Affinity Protocol? Nah, nah, no, nah, nah. no, no. You get anybody got anything interesting going on the rest of this weekend or this week between now and Affinity Friday? or well, I'm an adult. I'm grocery shopping this weekend. Oh. That's, yeah. gonna dealt it out. Yeah. Um, Ray said he's going to go <laughs> bowling. That's a surprise. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> oh, do we have some meetings I'm trying to set up? Always doing the meetings. Always got a lot going on behind the scenes. So it's going to be another busy week. A lot going on. I'm liking it, though. Chris, you got anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Zach, probably calling you offline after, after we end this show. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess that's going to be it for this week's friendly protocol. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning out again. And we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, don't forget if you're new to listening or or maybe you just have a bad memory uh, every other Sunday. So it'll be not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday, we'll be right back here on WDVRdvRadio.net. And also on Twitch, uh, going forward, we might stop broadcasting to YouTube as well. Uh, that's going to be based on viewership and turnout. So make sure you tell all your friends, tell all your family, uh, share this out. Let everybody know that we're here. Never know what we're going to talk about. We always try to work in some financial stuff, some crypto stuff, Uh, But again, we like to just kind of hang back to and talk about our interests, uh, you know, life and and whatever we're doing and kind of give that side of things. Uh, You know, we talk about uh, crypto a lot uh, and and even though it's important and we want to give updates, we also feel that it's important to kind of just chill out and uh, get everybody involved in some regular everyday conversation and, and play that side of things as well, too. That's why we have all these different outlets with uh, affinity Friday and and the podcast and everything else. So uh, when you tune in, you get what you, you get what you get uh, and expect anything and everything. So with that being said, thank you everybody. Once again, tune into affinity protocol and we are out. Hit us
3: up on Facebook and Twitter.
2: Radio.